Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your official Legbazama Rama spoiler warning. Spoiler. spoiler. I like spoiler. Yeah, this is a spoiler warning. <laughs> if you have not listened to episode 7 and 8 of Batman The Audio Adventures, the HBO 2022 podcast... A spoiler for the podcast. <laughs> Extravaganza, and you've been wanting to listen to it. Probably don't listen to this because we will be spoiling it. Um, but also not really because I think that I've interpreted this podcast wrong. We'll discuss further in the episode. Also, we won't be marketing this as a mini episode, but it's 38 degrees in this podcast studio. So if this episode ends up being nine minutes, it's because we died. Um, <laughs> um, but how did they upload it? <laughs> Um, anyway, we love... Oh, the do-go-on people after us came in and they uploaded it for us. What champs. Um, anyway, spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leg Was Armorama, a podcast where two people watch... Listen or play everything starring John Leguizamo. Everything. Everything. About half his things and then they reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> I can we just watch the ones we want to watch? Wrap it up. <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. He's, he's my favourite actor. He's mine too. But that's the thing. Like, it really does stand. Oh, introduce us. My name is Zach Ruain. My favourite actor is John Leguizamo. I'm joined by my co-host, Mish Witchrup, whose favourite actor is... Tony Collette, but also John Leguizamo. Yeah, I also, I mean, I, I also love um, Julianne Moore. Yeah, you really do love Julianne Moore. You fucking dick on about Julianne Moore. I watched Moore. Uh, Boogie Nights again. Have you mm. seen Boogie Nights? I haven't. I have not seen Boogie Nights since I was like 15, 16. Mm. Um, it's not my favourite Paul Thomas Anderson film. But it's really good and she is just heartbreakingly good in that film. Oh, I should watch it. So many things. So many things. She's so beautiful in it. There are so many things that we should watch. What I was going to say was it really does, like, show how good John Leguizamo is and or how much we love him because we are now forced to watch his stuff and yet I still adore him. Yeah, I'm still a fan. Still a massive fan. Like, he still is, like, my favourite actor. Big news for John Leguizamo mans, John Leguizamo fans. Leguizami. The John Leguizami. Did you just come up with that? Or is that what he calls them? I think we, no. I think we came up with that like the first couple of weeks. That's great. That we did Leguizamo-rama, but we haven't brought it up since. Fuck, we're good. Big news for the John Leguizami. John Leguizamo was up for the role of Vulture in Spider-Man, one of the home ones. Yeah. Uh, but it Hit eventually... It at the post he was. It, he, he was... Contracts were written up, mm. is the news. Contracts were written up. He was ready to do it. Mm-hmm. 
and then he was uh, it was stolen from him by very appropriate considering we're talking yeah. about Batman by uh, what's his name from Michael the one. Keaton. Kept thinking Michael Mann. No, no. Because <laughs> I think because of Batman. Oh, yeah, no. So I was like, Michael Mann, but he's the director of... Um, no, Michael Keaton. Um, do you know that fun fact because you were sent many Instagram DMs about it? So many. So many, which I really appreciated. I'm all over it. I, that's a kind of fact that I would never have found out, would it not be for this podcast. But do you know what I also love about it? I kept wanting to do a tweet, but I couldn't be bothered, mm. where I was going to be like, I also, I also love Michael Keaton. Yes, well, that's the thing. It's like I'm very happy to say, what, I'm very happy to see Michael Keaton in a film, although I won't see this movie. Um, what the Batman the home one? Yeah, the home one. I just you I don't just, need to watch it. But Michael Keaton's good in it, and John Leguizamo would have been great in 100%. it. One hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. I do think, however, what a scoop. Although not really, he has over a million followers. John Leguizamo posted a fairly bitter oh, Instagram yeah. he post was like, about I could have sued Marvel. Over yeah, this. man. He was like, I like, I got screwed. I got played. I don't think it's Michael Keaton's fault. Let's be very clear. I don't no. think Michael Keaton's got the beef with Johnny Legs. He was used as a pawn yes. to get Keaton. They wanted Keaton. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, well, we've already got... That's the, the narrative that the Leguizamo yeah. is putting out is that he was played... The, the first thing that came out about it was an article sort of saying that he was signed and then Keaton changed his mind. Keaton mm-hmm. was the first offer said no, then they signed Leguizamo, then Keaton changed his mind, so they went back to Keaton. Leguizamo says that he was used as a pawn to get Keaton. But why would Keaton want to take the role off John Leguizamo? Here's what I think happened. This is my theory, Mm. based on having read half an article and half a post from John Leguizamo. All I've read is the post. I think what happened is they went to Michael Keaton. Yeah. They said, Michael Keaton... We would love for you to be in Spider-Man. The come, home, come to home the boy. Home. Yeah. Because we loved you in Birdman. Spider-Man, come on home. Come on home, Spidey. Come on home, Spidey. Come on home, Spidey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really wish that was the title. Spider-Man, come, come on, on home. Come, come on. Come, get back in here. Get over here. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Come here. What are you doing? <laughs> and um, get over here. That's we loved you fun. in Birdman. We We've did. reappraised you. And that's when it happened. It kind of happened after Birdman. Mm. And then I think Michael Keaton was like, well, I'm doing Spotlight. I'm just a Birdman. I don't know. Mm. And, then, and then I think he was playing a bit hard to get. And then they were like, I think he kind of said no, mm. maybe. Or he was like, he asked for an amount of money. And then I think they then to spook him went to John Leguizamo like signed up John Leguizamo and were like, this is your last chance. We've got John Leguizamo signed. But if how you want to do this. Legitimate question. If John Leguizamo signed for it, mm. how can they take it away from him? If it was like contract. If well, was- he said he could have sued, but he didn't want to. Oh, good man. Um, how can they take it from him? I guess they can probably just fire him. Like, I guess... The power is with Marvel. But then what about unfair dismissal, like when um, Christmas casuals get fired at Maya in yeah. January? And maybe they, maybe John Leguizamo, maybe it's a, one of those situations where, the, like, 
they're like, well, you can sue us, but then we'll never work with you. Mm. But that's the other thing. Now he's posted on Instagram. Like genuinely, what I thought was like, well, fuck, man. Now we'll never get a Marvel Johnny because you kind of threw them under the bus there. I thought that, right. I thought that when he did that. I was like, oh, you really threw him under the bus there. Then I was like, wait, he was just in a Disney movie and Marvel is Disney. They probably don't give a fuck. They're so rich. They, <laughs> they, like, they tried to throw... Scarlett Johansson fully sued them. Fully sued them for money and they're going to work with Scarlett Johansson again. What for? Um, they didn't give her back end... On, no, because they released Black Widow on... Um, on a streamer, mm-hmm. because they did that, Scarlett Johansson, it meant that she wouldn't get as much back end because it wasn't theatrically released. Mm. So she sued them. And then they did a... Did a, she win? Well, no, what happened was they did a press release being like, it's COVID and no one's working and Scarlett Johansson is being greedy. Like they literally released this press release being like Scarlett... And then... And then it was just Oh, like, my God. And then, like, and really she was just like, you know, fuck you. I, she's a business. She probably has, like, dozens of employees. She was probably just like, fuck you. And I think she was just doing it for everyone else because she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Had <laughs> this real Scarlet Johansson vibe of, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I've got all the money I ever need. Yeah. I'm Scarlet um, fucking Johansson. Not was, only am I rich, yeah. also intelligent. Have you seen me lately? <laughs> There, I have no problem. There are no issues for me. <laughs> I'm good. I'm man. good, man. Even if I lose all my money, even if I get into some sort of awful car crash and lose my memory, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I am fine for life. For life. No, well, they tried to make the narrative that she was being greedy and everyone was struggling. <sighs> And she just doesn't have any social media, didn't do any. She was, just, and, and everyone was just kind of like, oh, you kind of all big companies and it's a bit <laughs> weird that you would do a press release saying she's greedy. Yeah. So she kind of won without doing anything. And also I think it was pretty clear she was probably doing it from a place of like, I don't, any actor less than me mm. could not sue Disney because then they would be like, fuck you, you're mm. never going to work for us again. And she was just the only person. Anyway. Do you, do you think that Scarlett Johansson is the kind of actor that if they never got another job again, that they would never need to work again? In terms of the amount of money she yeah. has? Yeah, she would have huge amounts of money. Although, you know how, like, you see those videos of, like, child stars that now work at supermarkets and stuff yeah. and people are like, what happened? It's like, well, you fuckhead. What do you think happened anyway? I always say this. I always say this about one hit wonder people when they like mock. Have, have I said this on this podcast? No. When people mock one hit wonders and they're like, now they work at a supermarket. It's like, Cheryl, you work at, at a, a fucking supermarket. And yeah. you didn't have a hit song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. They're like, working at a supermarket, but they've got a sick legacy. What's if, your fucking excuse, Cheryl? If everything for me falls apart tomorrow and I'm working at a supermarket mm. in... Five, ten years. You still had a fucking Netflix show, cunt. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, how, how am I a failure just because I had a bit that was really good? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can I get, can I get, um, Jesus, I just dropped something, sorry. <laughs> Don't cut that, Tom. Don't cut it. Um, I'm going to be really, like, genuine right yeah, now, for right? Real. Um, I've got, I wrote a play back in, like, 2017. Yeah. Right? 
And um, it's called The Hitman. Ooh. And I loved it. And we put it on twice. And it's a hitman. <laughs> it turns out that The Hitman is a hit. Man, no. Um, I we put it on twice here in Melbourne. It was really fucking sick. It's a little. We put it on with like a couple of independent theatre companies. It was really good. Um, and about a year and a bit ago, uh, independent theatre company and Tassie contacted me, who had seen the show in Melbourne. Would like we'd like to put it on here. Just a small company at a really great theatre. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, that's sick. Go for it. Like you can do it. That's great. And people were like, that's really cool, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's no like fucking opera house. It's no MTC. It's no whatever. And then I had this moment where I was just like, if everything stopped for me right now, right? Like if everything mm. stopped, and I haven't had the successes you have had. I certainly haven't had the successes of Scarlett Johansson. Close. 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 I mean, look at me. I, I haven't <laughs> had the successes of Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. No, the only person who has is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, but like if everything stopped for me. Like I stopped getting work immediately or I just decided to retire and I no longer wanted to pursue a career in the arts. Mm. And I went on to work at Rivers. Yeah. I still wrote a show that got played in multiple states of Australia. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Like, exactly. not even kind of cool. That's cool. If I could tell 18-year-old me yeah. um, when I was like, I'm going to be a theatre actress, that no, that doesn't work out for you, honey. <laughs> but you do write a play that does get picked up and is performed in Tasmania. Yeah. I'd be like, that's sick. Good for me. And yeah. then I'd be like, are you, are you still fat? And I'd be like, yeah, we are still fat. We're but, still pretty fat. Yeah. Um, but we don't care anymore. <laughs> but Lizzo. Yeah, but Lizzo's a thing now. <laughs> and you're like, who's Lizzo? Lizzo? And you're also, like, oh, Lizzo, Lizzo. When you hit about 25, um, people stop caring, like stop bullying you. They stop caring that you're fat and they want to fuck you. <laughs> and I'll be like, whoa, that's a lot of information. I'm be still like, a virgin. Lizzo, hinge. Lizzo and hinge. I'm sorry, I've got to go back to my time, but Lizzo and hinge. Just Trust remember me. that, and then I just fade off into the like, background. What the fuck is Lizzo and hinge? <laughs> Lizzo and hinge. Lizzo and hinge. Lizzo and hinge. It doesn't make sense now, but trust me, Lizzo and hinge. Beyonce <laughs> and then Lizzo and then hinge. <laughs> Close to what I would say to my age. Oh my god, so go, it's Lizzo hinged. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to do this. I don't know how I'm talking to you right now. I've only got 30 so seconds. I'm assuming I've got like very small amount of time. So Lizzo and Hinge. Lizzo Hinge, you gotta play on it in Tasmania. <laughs> what? See ya. It's an independent play, it's in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so Scarlett Johansson can have her tens of millions of dollars. But she's kind of cool. She just fucking yeah, sued cool. Disney for millions of dollars. And, mm. like, everyone... There, were, there was footage of people being told about it on the red carpet mm. and just being like, that's Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sick. I fucking rate that. Um, and then... But, no, so I, I think that he was used to get... And, and, and a lot of people have asked me, what are my thoughts on this, Mish, to come back to it? What are my thoughts on, on John Leguizamo not, uh, not getting Vulture mm. in Spider-Man the Homeboy? <laughs> come on back here. Go on home. Um, the fact that I can't remember the name of the movie maybe gives an indication. But I, I my... Spider-Man's big old country home. Big old home, home style... Home style, home style baked style goods. Bakery. <laughs> And, uh, Spider-Man's homestyle bakery. Spider-Man's homestyle bakery. Zendaya's in it. 
Um, she can mean June. Um, <laughs> but my thing is, right, I love, I love Michael. I keep calling him Michael Mann. <laughs> Michael Keaton. So much that I keep accidentally going to call him Michael Mann. Michael. I love Michael Keaton. My feeling is not, oh, I wish that um, John Leguizamo was the bad guy mm. in a Marvel movie. No. My position is, oh, I wish and I pray that John Leguizamo will get his Birdman. Oh, well, no, I think he might. It's close. Oh, and we've talked, we've talked about length the taste, about this. The taste of it. And I want there. John Leguizamo mm. to... I want someone to be courting... Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of another great character actor, perhaps a Judith Light. Okay. Or a... But I want him to have his... I don't give a shit. All the Spider-Man home is to Michael Keaton mm. is is the afterglow of Birdman. Yeah. Is is that. I want him to get his Birdman and then maybe a couple of... Sp- a spotlight in that McDonald's one, you know, the, the yeah. flow on. And then... Then just he gets a Marvel movie. Beautiful. That's what I want. I don't give a shit about Vulture. Mm. For him to be like, oh, Tom Holland, I'm the baddie. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't, that's, not, that's not that important, I feel, at this point. It, it's what it represents. Yes. Because I love Michael Keaton a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this. So I was, you know, happy to see Michael Keaton get his dues. There was just a part of me that when he posted that thing on Instagram, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was a little bit like. Dude, yeah, I was like, dude, what are you doing? It's like what that time we went live. It's like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Come on. But we're, we're so close. I mean, did you not just, listen to our chill, last few just, episodes? Just calm down. Yeah, just chill out. For like, you've got a couple of years before you can do this, man. Give, but you're give so close. Alexander Ignoratu, I said his first name wrong. Mm. Give him a call. Get your bird man. Yeah. All you need is a bird man. Yeah. And then, you're there, then you'll have your bird man. Everyone will remember how good you are. Yeah. Look at Brendan Fraser. Look oh. at the kid from Goonies. Which one? In Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah, that guy. Your time will come. Like yeah. Wazama. It's here. It's so close. Don't post that on Instagram. It's man. so close. Yeah. I mean, I get why you did. And I think shit. everyone supports you. It's bullshit. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. It's not like what you're saying is wrong. But just... We get why you're mad. John. <laughs> just talk to us I about it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it because I'll never live it. But mm. you've you got all the rights to be mad, but you, you've got your Birdman coming. Yeah. And then, you know what's going to happen? You're going to then play some... Villain in a Marvel movie. Delicious. That is that is going to be fun, though. If if he gets a Birdman and oh, then starts playing those I'm sorts still, of roles. I still think he is so close. Like, I'm sorry, he's about the power with Tony Collette, mentioned her up top, mm. is about to come out March 31st mm. on Prime. Mm. I'm, I have such high hopes for this. Yeah. I think that this could be something. We're here, we're here. We're so mm. close, John. We're so Don't close. ruin this for the three of us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're right here and we're going to be here. We're going to be on the ground. Oh, yeah. You know, and then everyone's going to be like, I love John Leguizamo. And it's we're like, gonna well, be like, we fucking loved him first. Well, no, maybe not first. Maybe not first. He's maybe been not big first. Since yeah, he's been he's aged. Been I mean, like... he was doing Miami Vice before we were born. Yeah. Um... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Shall we do the blurb? Yeah, no, we're going to. I smashed one out um, just before we got here. I just want to premise this with it is genuinely 39 degrees outside. It is so fucking hot, and I wrote this in my hot car. That's good. So it's very disjointed. I haven't reread it. I'm probably going to fuck it up, but let's go. Um, We are reviewing... Oh, wait, I mentioned it in the blurb. <laughs> so, surprise. All right. Um, cool. I don't know why at the top of my thing it says the boy. Just bluff me. Uh, the boy. We, I didn't know it said the boy. Okay. You didn't have to tell me. <laughs> True. Um, we, listened, we listened to episodes seven and eight of Batman the Audio Adventures this week. Mm. Bear with me because this show makes me feel stupid. Everyone sounds the same and I don't know what's going on. The Joker escaped from Arkham Asylum over five months ago and he is keeping a low profile, except for all the murders he continues to do. Is the mayor keeping him safe? We don't know. That was a question, right? The journalist and Catwoman move in together, which is very wacky and very the secret lives of us. Two-Face goes into some sort of business agreement with Catwoman. Then some weird shit happens where he orders a pork chop burnt on one side and rare on the other. Who's this? Two-Face. Okay. He then ah, orders... Yeah. Then he orders a bunch of food in pairs and then cracks the shits when Catwoman orders things in threes and fours and fives. That was a weird bit. I, don't, I didn't get it. Um, then something happened. Okay. Episode eight happened. Yeah. And it got kind of cool because it went full legs. The Riddler hacks into the Batman's computer. He's going to find out where Batman's secret location is and bring him down. There is some heated, thrilling back and forth between Batman and the Riddler with Robin chiming in every once in a while. Batman then tricks him, blocks him and completely unravels the plan. (gasps) Then the scene ends and it's back on its bullshit. (laughs) Because that scene was fucking sick. Um, uh, okay, then what the fuck happened? Catwoman sets off a burglar. A burglar. I hate this word. Burglar. Burg. Burglar. 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 You just don't hit that. You. Burglar. 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 Catwoman sets off a burglar alarm, which is a giant red. You're a, really going into this. A this really big shit. bird that attacks her. She beats the bird, and then Two Face comes in and fights Penguin. What is going on? It's revealed that Penguin is the reason Two-Face has two faces, I think. They then go into business together. The Joker prank calls a tuna company and kills everyone there. I don't know what the gala is, so we're going to skip over that. Seth Meyers in this. He plays Jack Ryder, who's a TV journalist at this gala that I don't understand. I honestly don't know if the Riddler or the Joker crashed the gala, but one of them did and Mayhem followed. Right. The one bit that I remember (laughs) you didn't mention. What was that? (laughs) The Riddler breaks into a thing and there's an Aubrey Plaza type and she kills someone and the Riddler's like, what did they put their hands up? Why did you kill them? Oh, yeah, that happened too. Cool. So, this is, so these are the things about this show that I'm picking up on right now, okay? Okay, good. Um, this is good. Firstly, First. someone sent me a DM and I'm so sorry, I don't remember your name, that said, stick with it, it gets good. Okay. And I have a feeling they might have been referring to the first 10 minutes of episode eight. Fuck. Did you not listen to episode eight? I did, but I've told you, I need to establish again, in case you've forgotten, Mm. I don't, I don't listen to, it was in my ear. Mm. Okay, that's fair. But I didn't absorb it. Oh, Zach, I forgive you. Um, 
But I will say that genuinely the top of episode eight was actually really good. Fuck. Like I was, I was like, oh my, what's going to happen? And John, it's full legs. Like he is voice acting the shit out of this role. And even the dude who, who plays, who plays fucking Batman. Yeah. Who is he? The guy from Interstellar. Yeah, the one from Interstellar. (laughs) He's He's got a little grey in his beard. Yeah. They come back and it's like, how long has it been? He's been like. It's been 30 years. Yes, because he's got a little grey streak. He's got a little... You were close to that black hole for 30 years. <laughs> your you, daughter is... You sound like his Batman. Your daughter is... Yeah, that's, a, that's what's in my head. Yeah. Your daughter is 35 now. That's a really good Batman. She went from the, the girl from the Twilight... <laughs> Dakota Fanning? No... She's the little girl in Twilight, and now she's... Renesmee. Yeah, she was Renesmee. <laughs> and now she's... Your daughter is... Uh, kind of hot. What the, who <laughs> does she become? I don't know. What's her name? I don't know. Inter- Interstellar, she becomes... What's her name? I don't remember that movie. Not Bryce Dallas Howard, the other one. The one who looks Zero like... Zero Dark Thirty. Oh! Oh! And she always wears red lippy. There. Oh, yeah. Red lippy girl. I've been in this little spaceship for 30 years. <laughs> That's very good. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, anyway, uh, and then... Um, Don't worry. Robin's in there as well. They do a really good job. Anyway, that first 10 minutes of episode eight really hooked me. I will genuinely say they did a fucking sick job of that. The editors, the voice, it was really, really good. It, I found it very entertaining and I was fucking in it. I was in the pocket and then got thrown right the fuck out when they started talking... I'm sorry. Why? All, every episode for me, yeah. this is where I'm getting confused. Every episode involves two people. Fuck. Like every scene of every yeah. episode is two people going into business together. Yeah. That's why I don't understand what's I going on. I think that is the Batman way. There's a couple of Just getting two vill- up. Yeah, but it's constant. It's like, I swear to God, the Penguin's gone into business with Catwoman, yeah. Two-Face, the Riddler... All of them in this in the last four episodes. I can't keep up. I don't know what your business is. All I remember is that the the girl journalist and Catwoman that sound exactly the same. Yeah. They sound exactly the same. Are living together now. Cool. Do you want me to do more of my Batman yeah. impersonation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> It seems, it seems the Riddler's on the, the Riddler's on the loose again. I've lost it. Um, I like you doing Batman in Interstellar. It's been 30 years. <laughs> I've got a little grey in my beard now. It's <laughs> a great bit in Interstellar. It's my favourite bit in Interstellar. I hated that movie. The planet. Yeah, I, but the I reason- love when they go down to the planet, they come back, he's got a little grey in his beard. He's like, it's been 30 years. Is it just me or did Interstellar and Gravity come out at a very similar time? Because I always get yeah, the two of them confused. Comparable time. I, I liked Gravity. Is that sci-fi? No, but no, but I like Gravity. But in too. space, though, it's in space. Yeah, space. It could have been. It could <laughs> have been. Spice. Sci- it's in space. <laughs> I think that Gravity. It's bold that Gravity isn't sci-fi. Do you know what I mean? It, most filmmakers would have set that in the future, but it's kind of fun that it's set now. Mm. Also, it's mental. That movie is like the most. I, I, there's something I love so much about that movie because apparently people get really mad about it because it's just like <laughs> not the truth at all. Yeah. It's not how any of it works, yeah. like at, <laughs> at all. And people like like apparently all the different satellites like are at different mm. levels and 
It's just not, and then like there's bits that, like apparently people hate it. I just love. I totally watch that movie again. I love the audacity to just be like, like the people were just like, why are the satellites at the same distance mm. from Earth? And it's just like because she needed to go to another bit for the next bit of the yeah. story. <laughs> I just love the audacity of like it's like that's not how gravity no gravity works. And like, oh well, that's so good. Um, can I say something completely off topic? Yeah, I think I've discovered what. I find scary in scary movies. Yeah. Because I don't really get scared that often, right? Like, scary movies don't really scare me. I have a very... I'm very good at, like, being able to recognise that that's not real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just able to go, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And I can see why other people would find that scary, but not me. Except the visual of someone walking or standing still and just kind of being, like, fairly nonchalant and someone running at them from the distance... That's really spooky. Or someone not being able to get away and someone running towards them and you see them running from a... Like, uh, that is such a scary visual to me. Do you know what fucks me up in horror movies is is the... Ghosts. I'm trying to think of... Yeah, ghosts and ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> no. The spooky, ooky music. <laughs> the scariest bit in Scream for me, mm-hmm. in, in all of the Scream films. Oh, this is a fun chat. Right? Yeah. The scariest bit in all of the Scream films, I don't know ha- how this came up, mm. but the scariest bit in all the Scream films is when uh, he's on the phone, in Scream 2, Yep. he's on the phone, spoiler alert. I know exactly what you're about to say. Uh, do you? Yeah, right. <laughs> he's on the phone. Randy. No. Oh, no, my God. Right? He's on the phone to Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's in the yes. sorority and she's on her own. Everyone's gone somewhere. Yes. She's on the phone and she's walking around locking all the doors and very silently in the background you see him run into the door and into a cupboard and then she goes and locks that door. Do you remember that moment? Yes. So there's this moment where you You very, see that he's in there. You very silently see him run mm. into the house mm. and then she locks... Herself in with him. She thinks she's locking him out. Yeah. She locks herself in with him. For me, that it's moments like that that are the scariest, where it's like analogous to my own life, mm-hmm. to the situation I'm in. I'm here watching mm. a movie, and it's the idea that this guy can slip in quietly. Yeah. And every time I, like, lock the door, oh, night, oh my God, I think yes. of that moment. I think of that scene. And it's all the bits like that. It's the silent, yeah. quiet, in the background. Yep. They're in the house. 100%. I totally They're in saying. the house. I think the running thing is that um, I know that I couldn't get away. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I saw someone running at me from a 200-metre distance, I would be calling my mum to say bye. Yeah. I'd be like, well, this is it for me. But that's the best part. That is so fun how the screen killer runs. Oh, yeah. It's like how... That scene's a good example, actually, where Drew Barrymore's trying to get away at the start. Spoiler, at the start of Scream 1, and then he's running after, and you can just tell he's faster, he's going to catch you. Yeah. Happens in The Barbarian as well. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh, you simply must. I loved that movie. That's the first movie in a long time that's proper scared me. Yeah. Like, proper scared me i got to watch it. Yeah, you do, man. I've heard great things. But this is right, like, but then Halloween gets shit for this. But Halloween, the way he never runs mm. but always catches them, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for that. Oh, yeah, that's great. The idea that's of classic. just, like, you can run mm. but he's never going to stop. Yeah. It's a bit of It Follows It follows. Well. But that didn't, It Follows didn't scare me too much because I'm like, well, let me go overseas. 
Yeah. It follows. How are they going to? What are they going to catch a tra- catch a boat? No, they walk under the water and then up from the water. That's how I always. They, is there not a scene in the movie that does that? I don't know. I, I just assume they buy like a, a boat, a ferry ticket. I think it, it <laughs> walks. They sit on a ferry. Like. I think if you go to another country, it, it just got, saves you, gets you a few day it, weeks. I think they walk under the ocean. If there's not a scene in it follows, where where the it comes up from the ocean, which I swear to God there is. There's an old 60s movie I don't movie remember it. I should happens. probably rewatch it, actually. That, that is an image in another horror movie. I can't mm. remember the name of. But that, that, that there should have been, because that's, that, that's cool. Yeah, that is fucking sick. Um, um, Batman, do you have anything you want to say about these last two episodes that we watched? Uh, I really, like, you know, I'm, I've, I've, set the, I've set the fucking, I've set it mm. here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on, but I'm not listening. Yep. And I regret it. I've never regretted it more than when you were telling me about this fun little... If you can be bothered to... going back and listening to the... Fluff. Yeah, I should try to go back Just the top to of episode eight. Because I wouldn't say that I'm like, now that is the best fucking thing I've ever... Listened. No, but I'm in now. Like, I'm in now. Yeah. I don't feel like... I feel... I have felt... I'm just going to be completely honest with our audience because, hey, man, we've got a good relationship with them now. I think. Right? Let's. I don't know. Yeah, I think we do. I, I, so yeah, I think I think honesty. I can say that listening to this podcast, like the last how many episodes of this have we listened to now? Six. Um, has been like I have to do it. Like mm. I have to do it for the pod so that we can continue on. The next episodes, episodes nine and ten, I'm genuinely like, oh, I wonder what happens. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I want to know what happens. Okay. I don't know if he's in season two. I'm assuming he is. But let's take a break between season one and season two. I just, it's not, no, it's it's a me thing. And I know that I say that a lot, but it really is. No, it's not. Mark didn't like it either. No, I I did not like it, Mish. Mm. I'm not listening to it. Okay. It's just on. Yeah, Yeah. So I have no thoughts or opinions. I just am like, I just... For two hours of every week now, mm. while I'm walking my dog, or funny story, while I've forgotten my headphones, so I'm sitting in an Uber playing it out loud and <laughs> after I politely <laughs> ask the Uber driver if I could play it out loud, he's like, yeah, no worries. He's <laughs> like, oh, cobblepot. Oh, cobblepot. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I was like, it's for work. <laughs> <laughs> um for an hour and a half to two hours every week, I'm walking around mm. while just like... <laughs> That's another thing. I don't think we've actually addressed, addressed enough is every single episode has a break where they do fake ads. Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I've noticed the I'm ads. I'm sure that there's a theme or that, like, you should be paying attention. But, like, whenever the ads come on, it's just like, oh, shut up. It's just it's just down to a how I listen to. Like, no. it's the sort of podcast I listen to. I will listen to people talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. I listen to the talky ones. I also listen sometimes to your, uh, This American Life's and stuff. Yeah, I love that. But... For me, it, it, I struggle with anything that isn't kind of direct kind of storytelling thing. Like when mm-hmm. it's scenes and there's just a kind of a, a way you have to engage with a scene that I just mm. can't do with no, the podcast. No, that's fair. It's the way they're like, oh, hello, 
How are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Which, oh, you're, how, who's this? Oh, this is You need person. your players to be visual, I'm guessing. Yeah, like, I, it's, that's a huge component for yeah. me. And whereas, it's like, I feel like with, um, with the kind of podcast I listen to, if it's a conversation, it's, it's three or four people I know because it's a podcast I listen to regularly. If it's one where so they get in a guest, they're like, this is the guest. Mm-hmm. I only have to pay hard attention for the first five minutes while they set up the guest. And then it's just two people talking. Mm-hmm. If it's like uh, This American Life, they, they really go like, I'm, we're going to meet this person. This is who they are. This is how they're relevant. We're sitting in this room. They say a thing and then they do the quote and they're like, they've got brown hair, <laughs> you know. Whereas this is very like... He, they set it up and then it's just a lot of people like... Isn't that interesting? Like, that's a very kind of good reflection on where we're at societally. With, like, this is how people got entertainment, was radio plays. They didn't have all the visual mediums, right? Mm. And we... But, but we're just visual creatures. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we grew up having things shown to us. This is a play. It's a TV show that requires you to create the images. Do you know what? And that is... That is it, for me, I can do it, but it's not. It doesn't come easy. It's not just like, and now all of a sudden I have a penguin. Because when I see the penguin, it's Danny DeVito. Yeah, right. That's my reference to the penguin. Because also, I'm not a big Batman person, but like, I see. But then when I hear this penguin, like, bitching and moaning about something, I'm like, well, that's not Danny DeVito's penguin. So I've got to create a new, and then I just get confused. And when the reporter and Catwoman sound like the same person, yeah, very difficult. I actually, um, another thing I kind of came to when listening to these, and I was like, because I don't want to shit on it. I really don't, because it does have its fucking positives, and I don't like to, like, I really don't. This isn't The Counselor all over again. Um, The Counselor being a movie, not my counselor, to be clear. Anyway, um, I think what they've done that is odd, I'm not going to say it's bad, I'm going to say that it's odd, is that the characters are all speaking... Like they're in a children's television show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, jeepers, mister, you're so strong. Wow. That kind of stuff, right? But the content of what they're saying is for adults. Mm. And it's just a very, and I love a little mix ma- mismatch moment, right? You and I are, are huge fans of, of tonal. Uh, one of my favourite movies is Frighteners, which yeah. like oscillates between about a three, probably three genres. Yeah, right? I love something that I love comedy horror when it's done well. I think comedy horror it's one of my like the combination of those two things are some of my favourite stuff. Right, mm. love that. I just find this that kind of like it's got the for me for me not for everybody. It's got that kind of like irritating to listen to because it's being I'm being spoken down to like a child. Like the kind of thing that a lot of, like when I go over to my friends' houses who have kids and they've got like, mm. I don't know, the bubble guppies or something. I don't know, some shit kids show that's like boom, 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 boom. And it's like you just phase it out, which is a very easy thing to phase out because it's not for you. It's got that. But then it's got this, they're saying things that I feel like I need to pay attention There's to. like violence and stuff. Oh, one of the, at one point, John Leguizamo says, fuck. I don't know, yeah, and then he says, eat my ass. There's another bit where someone dies, gets shot. Yeah, there's a lot of murder, like... It's but it's and it's just for me for the com- for me the combination of those two things. You're the only person here that can really say anything on this podcast about this podcast. So. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's that's what I'm struggling with at the moment. But that being said, I'm not trying to sit on the fence here. I'm being legit. 
That being said, episode eight did bring me back in a bit. What I would good love story. to know, because, you know, I've, I've absorbed enough, right? Mm. But what I would love to know is how deliberate it is. I would love mm. to know what the intention was. Mm. This is a, one of those examples where I would just love to know, was this them experimenting mm. with getting back to the comics? Like, was this an experiment in the tone of the comics or the kids' mm. f- cartoons with uh, the violence of the... Was it them experimenting tonally? Mm-hmm. Or was it... You know, I just would love to know the intention. Yeah. Um, I had one thought about the radio play thing, and this will be my final thought before mm-hmm. reviews, before Leguistamos, is what you were saying I think was interesting. I think part of the issue is back when you listened, to, when people listened to radio plays, they didn't have little screens that they could also look at mm-hmm. and they weren't also able to listen to them while they were mm-hmm. walking. Because I also listen to audiobooks sometimes and I'm all right with that. I think when it's a play, it's not so much the lack of visual. It's that to I th- for me, for me, <laughs> for you, for me, if it's, a, if it's a play, which this is, like a radio play, where there's not a narrator, there mm-hmm. is a narrator but not a really strong narrative kind of thread, mm-hmm. right? narrator-type figure really between every line, like yeah. an audio book. You need to sit and listen. Oh, it's yeah. a bit like a movie. I think the only way I could do this properly, and I'm not going to commit to this, mm-hmm. is sitting in a dark room mm-hmm. with my phone at the other end of the room so I can't be on it, mm-hmm. listening to it. Yeah. But even then I think I'd fall asleep. Maybe it's just not for us, Zach. Yeah, you know? I just don't think narrative podcasts are my vibe. Yeah, no, and I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. It's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I don't have any final thoughts. I ranted enough in this uh, little episode, but I will give my Leguistamos. Yeah. Based solely on that first little chunk of episode eight, I was giving this a two and a half. Leguistamos again, Leguizamoi. Mm. This is. I'm going to bump that up to th- three. Oh, I want to give it a half. Oh, wow. Go on. No, three. No, three, because I want nine and ten to deliver. So I'm going to say it's gone up in Leguizamo winners. No, I'm giving it three and a half. I'm giving it three and a half because it did take a full star step up in Leguizamo winners for me. Uh, For me, um, based on the first scene, I thought he got a really chunky scene with the the person shooting the person. I'm going to give it three. Oh, that's nice. I just wish I'd... Nah, fuck it. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd listened more. It's okay. It's, they're not all for us. They're not all for us. <laughs> I love a... this, like, real company. Yeah. It's okay, Zach. Hey, Zach, it's okay, man. <laughs> they're not all for us. The um, menu was made for me. Yeah. The Batman The Audio Adventures was not made for me. No. But I have to fucking listen to it because I committed to this shit. Committed to the bit. I'm committed to the bit. Do um, you have anything to promote? <laughs> yeah, Batman the Audio Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm really worried about is I'm worried that somewhere along the line I'm going to make a narrative podcast and then mm. and then people are just going to like come back at me and be like, you said you don't, and I'll be like, yeah. 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 Maybe. Um, 
No, nah, nothing to promote. My Lido screenings, I do that on the reg. Yeah. When's this coming out? Next week, Thursday. Twilight Breaking Dawn, part two. Couple of weeks. That's going to be so funny. I'm so excited. This is going to be a big one. Fuck yeah. It's got the little girl from Interstellar in it. <laughs> as a CGI baby. So good. Um, you can book tickets to my comedy festival show if you're in Melbourne or you're coming to Melbourne for comedy festival. It's called Butterfingers, 9.30 at Campari House, uh, opening on Easter Monday. Yes, they can. But Mish, do you have anything to promote? Yes, they can book tickets to my <laughs> comedy festival show called Butterfingers, uh, 9.30 Campari House, opening on Easter Monday. Um, anyway, that's all. Um, we've got one more episode of this before we take a little break from Batman Audio Adventures. And I am, I am so excited for the power on that, Prime. That's coming out. March 31st, So I we think. might have to do one between that. I think March 31st. I messaged you about it. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm so excited for that. That Whatever we're doing in between now and that, just know I've been waiting for the power. I want the power. The power. Anyway, I want the power. Um, all right, Tom, can you take us away with the answer to your riddle from last week and a new riddle, please? Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much, Tom, and have a good week, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Hello, everybody. It's Tom here. Um, last week, your riddle was, what can you hold in your right hand but never in your left hand? And the answer was, your left hand. This week's riddle is... What can you catch but not throw? Stay tuned next week to get the answer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 